of AM. I'm so excited. I'm back in the beautiful state of Hawaii. I was in San Diego for a little tad, little dip my toes in the California waters. I was working out there. Uh, just some of my per diem shifts. Uh, as a nurse, I do work out there to keep my employment status and I haven't been working out here in Hawaii as a nurse. I've been doing obviously content creation, but I'm back. I'm ready to go. I wanted to do this podcast. I did a poll on my Instagram and we are going to be talking about solo travel, traveling hacks, kind of my history of traveling alone and some things that kind of can encourage you if you want to get into solo travel. So I'm a travel nurse. I've been a travel nurse for the past two years, three years, I don't know. I started in 2021, in July of 2021, doing travel nursing. I've My personality, let's just, my personality is very adventurous and very independent. I like to be alone. So I want to preface this with if you are a more shy person or you get a little more anxiety and nerves when it comes to traveling, I really don't have that bone in my body. And this is not a flex, but it's a flex because I just travel very easily and I'm not afraid. When it comes to international travel, I will say I am a little more like hesitant and nervous. I did go on a two-week trip with my sister to Europe. Was it two years ago? No, one year ago. And she really handled all the details. But really though, like we were a great team and it's like the type A sister, her, plans everything and the type B sister, me, just goes for the vibes. So I'll talk about travel nursing first and just kind of how to break out of, I guess, the system, essentially, (laughs) Um, and moving to a new place for the first time. It is really scary, Um, but I've, I've always been very good at making new connections and new social connections. So I want to start with that. So when you move to a new place, um, for example, you're a travel nurse and you get your first thing in Chicago. I, when I first moved to a new place, um, I always make it a point when I move somewhere new to find my core places, my gym, my grocery store, and my gas stations, essentially, just so, depending on if I have a car or not, that I just have that framework, that foundation to make me feel, because that's, that's for me, my personality is very, like, I need to know where I can get my food, because I like to cook my own meals, I want to know where I can work out, because that's good for my mental health, and obviously gas, because I need to get around, Um, so yeah, those are foundational things that are super important to me, and make me have a level of comfortability when I move to a new place. I get a lot of questions about making friends when you move to a new place. And this is big. About to blow your mind. Hold on, before I say that, I'm gonna drink some coffee. Hold up, hold up. Wait a minute. Let me get some caffeine in it. Is in order to make friends, you have to be a friend. Like really, you have to put it out there that you're trying to make friends and make social connections. I said this in a TikTok a while ago that you can't sit in your house all day and expect 
your friends to come knocking at your door. Oop, got a text. Don't care. Don't care. Don't do it. Anyways, don't even do it. But yeah, you gotta like get out there. Some ways to do that when I moved to Hawaii, so most recently, when I moved to Hawaii, I knew one singular person on the island. One person, it was my landlord, and he's a 33-year-old dude. So not like girl time situation. And I wasn't working at a hospital, so this is even more of a disadvantage. Because when you get to a place and you're working as a nurse, you have immediate connection in the hospital. Young girls and guys, you have CNAs, you got the doctor, you have so many people you can potentially make friends with, but you have to put the energy out that you want to receive. Don't be a bitch. Don't sit in the corner. Don't. So, so for example, for nursing, if you want to make friends, start helping people out, helping out your fellow nurses. Hey, anyone need help? I, I know I'm like new here, but like I have some extra time. I can help you. That's a perfect way to make friends. All the nurses will love you if you're offering help. And that's like a travel nurse hit, like hack. Because people, when you go to a new travel assignment, you're obviously looked at as like the outsider, as, as the new guy. Who's this guy? Who is this guy? Um, but really put it out. When I moved to New Mexico uh, with my ex, I was like always, there was a girl I worked with um, back in Houston. Her name was Cassie, and she was like bomb nurse, beautiful. And she was always going around asking, hey, anyone need help? Anyone need help? And I just thought that was a very comforting thing because I was also a new grad and I didn't know like anything that was going on at the time. I was just trying to, I was in fight or flight essentially my whole first year of um, my nursing career essentially. Uh, my landlord's texting me about something. The 4th of July is tomorrow. Uh, what are we popping? What are we popping off y'all? What are y'all doing? What are y'all sipping on? What are y'all cooking some hot dogs? One thing about me is I will not eat a hot dog. I will not be eating hot dogs. I don't know what it is. I'll eat a brat. I'll eat a brat. I'll eat two brats. But a hot dog? Nar. So anyways, back to the nursing thing. When I first moved to New Mexico, I was like, listen, I'm going to be a very helpful nurse. Because when I first started out as a nurse, that's what I needed was that helpful hand and that very kind person on the unit. So I made that my goal. And that's how I made friends. Is like, if you want to make them, you have to be that. You got to put it out. And this is with any situation. Whatever you want out of life, you have to put that energy out. Okay? You know, I, your best friends are not just going to come strolling up at your front door and knocking and say, Hey, yo, you want to get mimosas and flapjacks? flapjacks what you know or like the love of your life is not going to come knocking at your door I do think the universe will bring you like mysterious gifts but yeah you got you got to put it out there so when I first moved to Hawaii so that was an example of like as a travel nurse that's how I made friends I was very helpful I have a very outgoing personality so if you have an issue with shyness that's not within me that's not who I am. I just came out of the womb saying, hey, yo, let's get it. Let's run it, baby. Do you want, I, I just came out ready to rock. 
But if you're shy, I feel like sometimes that can stem from a little bit of, which this may not be for everyone, but this is just my hypothesis. I'd be hypothesizing over here is that you have some fear of maybe rejection with friendship or you have some level of anxiety or you care too much about what other people think. Everyone, once and for all, you cannot give a what anybody thinks about you. Everyone is worried about themselves, okay? Nobody thinks about you as much as you think about you. So you have to let it go. Who cares what Jim, Bobby, Sue, Sally cares about you? If you're a new travel nurse, and I think I was talking to another creator about this, another nurse creator. Oh my gosh, it's popping off. Oh my gosh. It's popping off. Yo, I'm trying to land a job here right now. And uh, one of my, I'm just going to call him a friend, is, has a friend who's going to try to help me get a job anyways. Uh, okay, wait. Side note. Okay, we're back. So the shyness thing. Let's get, let's grab another, another sip. Another one. I woke up with a lie. Oh, <laughs> a lie. I woke up with a fire lit up under my butt today because I'm on California time and when I woke up at 6 30 this morning I'm like oh it's 9 30 time to get this day rolling so yeah back to the you cannot care what other people think if someone doesn't want to be your friend if someone wants to be like all snooty and rude and oh like secretive oh my biggest pet peeve I'm gonna say it right now Ooh, it's gonna it's gonna rock some people it's gonna hit some people down in their gut is when you're at work and you're nursing and someone is like, oh, we're ordering coffee and boba or something. And like, you don't get included in that. Right now, if you have ever been in that situation, it doesn't matter if you work in an office, it doesn't matter if you work at a hospital, it doesn't matter if you work at a park. If you are not including other people, that is so rude to me. Number one ick, don't do that. You will not make friends. And people will not like you. Always ask. Even if you know that someone already packed a lunch. Even if you know that someone already has a coffee literally sitting in their hand. Say to them, hey, do you want to, we're ordering Starbucks. We're ordering Dutch Bros. Just ask. You know, don't be that guy. Don't be that person. This case, I'm now on another tangent of making friends now. So that's, that's kind of how I did it for travel nursing. And if you guys want another episode about travel nursing and starting your travel first gig, let me know and I'll dive deeper. When I was in San Diego, I talked to Will Taylor and Peyton, my homies, my ride or dies, and they were giving me some tips about the podcast. I also got some other people's feedback and they said that I need to turn up the volume pump up the jams, pump up the jams of my voice. So I'm going to make sure that you can hear me loud and clear, baby. Mi amo y Marie, yo soy su enfermera. My name is Anne-Marie and I am your nurse. Okay, okay. I need to get back on my Spanish grind. Okay, okay. So when I moved to Hawaii, I got on Bumble BFF. Like I said, I knew one person and it was my landlord. And I know he and I were not going to go to yoga together. You know, he, he wants me to do it with me. So I was like, I want some girlfriends. So I got on Bumble BFF. Oh, before that, actually, I had searched on TikTok and I followed this girl named Haywan, beautiful Ethiopian fashion blogger. And I reached out to her 
prior to me even getting out here and I said, hey, I'm moving out here. And in my head, I'm like, it's the first week I'm going to be out there. So I want to feel like I have some type of connection or something to look forward to or plans. Always make plans for yourself. Do not rely on other people to, that's how I stay busy. That's how I stay booked and busy. I have my schedule booked is because I'm planning ahead and I'm always, I have like, I wouldn't say a roster, but I have a good fab fave five that I can just go to in Hawaii. That's like, if one thing doesn't work out, I always have another situation that I could make happen or I could just do something on my own. So Haywan and I decided to get coffee when I first moved out here. I DM'd her. You got to have balls. Like if you don't have balls, like that means that you don't want it enough. Right? So I reached out to Haywan. I said, Hey, like I'm moving to Oahu. I know you live out there. I saw some of your posts, not to be like creepy or anything, but I'm super normal chick. I'd love to grab coffee. We grabbed coffee. We hit it off. And she has been one of my best friends living here in Hawaii. She's one of the kindest, most genuine people I've really ever met. And we've gone to North Shore, we've gone surfing, we've done all these fun things. And we also shoot a lot of content. So then I also got on Bumble BFF, which I met my other friend, Tiara, who me and her are like freaking frack. Like we are the most. Like when we're together, it's kind of an unstoppable duo. It's like yin and yang, you know? But honestly, like, more so we're, like, the crazy yin and yang. So I went to Big Island with her. Bumble BFF is great. I also met another girl um, who lives on North Shore, and we got drinks one time. You got to put it out there. Be the energy you want back. Okay? So that's how traveling and, like, how I get acclimated is by making friends, making social connections. Um, moving to Hawaii was... Honestly, I wasn't scared to move out here. You guys know I had never been to Hawaii before I moved out here, which was crazy. And I think from a young age, I've always had this very like independent, I'm going to do it on my own because I think the more times you challenge yourself with travel, with independent solo travel, it's like another notch in your belt. Every trip I would take was just like another one another one. I remember when I was in college, I took a Greyhound bus from Gainesville, Florida to Atlanta, Georgia. And if you've been in downtown Atlanta at the Greyhound station, that is a full body experience because I'm not going to say it's unsafe, but it's, it's not safe. It ain't safe. So anyways, I had like people pick me up and I went and, um, to the peach bowl with my sister, Grace, um, and I needed to get from Gainesville because I was going to college. But I've always done things alone, and I feel like the more you do it, it's like exposure therapy. It's You get another notch in your belt. In college, I would solo travel to visit my friend Taylor. Um, I visited her in Oxford, uh, Mississippi, and then I went and also visited her in Michigan when she was at uh, University of Michigan. Um, doing her, you know, accounting stuff. And I went to Ann Arbor and I did that by myself. A lot of it though, I'm not going to lie. I had like this sense of comfortability and safety with financial like security. So when I got my nursing job and I started working and I had this financial security, it made me feel a little bit better when I was traveling alone. Like if anything hits the fan, if I end up stranded, I have funds, I have money in the bank to like get me out of a situation. I also have a very supportive family and friends that if anything ever happened to me, I could call on them 
Um, it's really important when you solo travel to be safe, like have someone following your location and making sure they know where you're at and all that kind of stuff. When I first started solo traveling, I think my family was a little more um, worried. I'm like, okay, where are you going? What are you doing? But I've solo traveled to New York. I've solo traveled to Seattle. Solo traveled a lot of places. Um, but if we go back to my travel nurse journey, I did my, well, in high school, I did my first big move to University of Florida from Houston. When I did that move, I knew absolutely nobody at UF. But I was on the dance team and I had immediately 20 best friends. And if you're moving to, and this is for young girls, maybe if you're in high school and you're going to college, I do think as like bad of a rap that sororities get, sororities do help make connections. After I launched my first podcast, I had a girl um, named Savannah reach out to me and she was, she was in my, uh, my sorority. Um, and she was just such a light and like I still am connected with her today even though I dropped my sorority after a semester being in it because it was not my cup of tea and I was on the dance team and like things were just better for me if I just focused on dance and dance team stuff but I had immediately 20 best friends and you got to understand when you move a new place and you're making connections like not everyone is going to be your best friend different friends do serve different purposes so like, there's going to be friends that you tell all your secrets to and, like, go to work out with. There's going to be friends that you go out to the club with. So, yeah, so when I first did that at UF, like, the social connection is what really made me feel better about that move out there. Then after that, I went back to Houston to go to nursing school. And when I did that, that wasn't really, like, solo travel or, like, branching out on my own. Um... But after that, I did go to New Mexico with my ex, and we lived and worked there. Like I said, the whole travel nurse thing, you have to be a friend to make friends. Then from there, me and my sister Olivia moved to Tucson, Arizona. And then this is kind of where I really picked up on, like, the being alone boss vibes. Um, so we went to Europe, and I came back to Houston, and I had this, like, I was between a rock and a hard place. I was like, okay, I can move out, move I was either going to move to San Diego or Boston by myself, and I didn't know really much of anyone out there. So I go, okay, you know what? I have this storage unit. I'm going to sell all my stuff, like all my possessions. Rule number one of traveling easy is be a minimalist. All y'all got way too many shoes, got way too many pairs of leggings, pairs of black leggings. Yeah, I'm calling you out. You have to simplify and shrink your closet size and shrink your belongings. You really don't need all that stuff. And if I'm encouraging you maybe to do a little summer cleaning, but you need to watch The Minimalist. Um, and they talk a lot about getting really clear on your values and a lot of like what people really value in life is not possession. So just do a cleanse. It'll feel better. So I did the big cleanse when I went back to Houston, got rid of all my stuff and packed up my car, my infinity, and I just drove on out to Cali. Didn't have a job, didn't have my Cali license, but I did have a lease. So if you're wanting to do travel nursing or you want to do remote working or you want to move to a new place, what I do is I always get the place before I get the job, which is very backwards, but my home environment is so important to me. If I can find a good place to live, 
there's always a hospital around, baby. Where's this? It's a nursing shortage. It's 2023. Like, we're in it. So, I found the place in San Diego. I drove myself out um, to San Diego. And I'm not going to lie. Like, I do have a lot of connections in different states and different friends. So, like, I was able to stay with people along the way before I moved out to Cali. And then I immediately jumped into a travel nurse contract and made connections, like, with people and was able to really thrive in San Diego. When it comes to travel hacks for the average person who is not a nurse, number one, you need a travel credit card. Start swiping, baby. I'm not encouraging reckless spending because I know I just talked about the minimalist thing, but if you're going to spend, you might as well get points for it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I said it. This episode is, like, not even just about, like, flying. This is about, like, actual, like, driving travel, too. So the big thing about like driving travel, like solo travel, if you're moving is like, please minimize, just makes it so much easier. I have been doing like a good deal of traveling on my own back and forth. Like, honestly, it brings me so much joy to travel alone because you don't have to worry about your, your friends, like leaving their passport at home. Like you are responsible for you, which I find a lot of like excitement and spontaneity in. And like, you can also just like, do whatever you want. I love my freedom. I'm an Aquarius. I need my freedom. I need my, I, I need my time to daydream and look out the window and just like oh, love. Um, so yeah, the travel credit card's great. Uh, if you want like budget hacks um, for solo travel, Skyscanner. Another one is if you don't want to check a bag, like I said before, minimize. Um, if you're travel wanting to travel to Europe, there's a lot of like hostels, like you can go online. Like if you really want to do a Europe trip, go online and look at reviews of hostels, go and look at people on YouTube who do travel vlogs. That's all I do. I don't even watch TV. I just watch travel vlogs and solo travel vlogs. Me and my sister Olivia really did Europe well. And I'm like really glad we did that trip for upcoming travel for me solo travel. I'm just going back to San Diego in August. Nothing, nothing too intense, but from there, um, I will be going to St. Martin in September for a scuba diving trip with my family. So that's not even solo travel, but yeah. And I have also been single. I haven't done a lot of traveling with a significant other, which honestly I kind of prefer. No offense to anyone listening to this, but actually I need to stop feeling like I'm going to hurt people's feelings. So maybe take offense to that if you are listening and we use today. I don't know. Maybe not. But, yeah, I mean, as for airlines that I like to fly, not Spirit, not Frontier, not, um, well, I am a United girly through and through. Houston, Texas, stand up. It's the hub at Bush. So we always be whipping. It was Continental. I remember when I used to whip it with my family, we'd be flying Continental now united okay i don't fly delta that much my uncle's a delta pilot so i kind of have to rep you know what what what's up delta um american i flew american to europe and that was that was good but let me tell you alaskan i flew alaskan back from san diego to hawaii and it was really great i flew hawaiian airlines the one way that way to san diego and they didn't have Wi-Fi, in-flight Wi-Fi. So I was left to sit with my thoughts, God forbid, 
I'm just kidding. It was actually pretty good. I got to think through some, like, stressful stuff. I was, like, just, like, decision-making. It was actually not bad. So, shout-out to Hawaiian, okay? Shout-out to Hawaiian. Um, in Hawaii, it's really easy to solo travel. It's really easy to island hop. It's, like, a 45-minute flight to Maui, and it costs you $85 round trip. But this is me saying every time you travel alone, you do something by yourself, you get another notch in your belt. When you get another notch in your belt, belt you, you can become a little bit more confident. And then your self-worth goes up. And then you feel like you can do anything. And you can feel powerful. It's really beautiful. I really encourage all of you to do it. If you guys want to DM me if you're scared or something or you're trying to take this trip <clears throat> and you don't know what the best route or if you're scared about something... You just got to do it. Also, in prep for solo travel, start doing things by yourself. Like, going to the movies by yourself. Have y'all ever been to the movies by yourself? Like, really, tell me. Have you? Because that is a universal experience that everyone needs to experience. I go see all the Marvel movies by myself. It's amazing. I started doing that, like, two years ago. Coffee break. Take a sip, everyone. What you sipping on? Yeah, I just, like, I would rather travel alone. Sometimes people stress me out and just, <clears throat> excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Some, like, really fun trips that I took have been, like, group skiing, snowboarding trips with my group of friends from Texas. Um, I really love those. So I will say those have been good trips um, that I have not technically been alone for. Also the Europe trip with my sister. If you're trying to take, like, a good trip, make sure you get along with the person very well. Also, if you want to know if you get along with your partner, just go travel. That'll throw a wrench in it if you, don't, if you really don't like each other. Honestly, my biggest pet peeve is when I... Not pet peeve. Actually, it's, like, an eyesore, and I want to eavesdrop, is when couples are fighting on vacation. And I sit there and I act like I'm better than everyone else. I'm like, oh my God, I would never, you know, and you're like, I would never do that. But then I'm pretty sure if I ever go on a vacation with my partner, it's bound to happen because I can get a little spicy at times. Yeah, make sure you like the person. It's a really true testament. I want to talk about my travel pet peeves. Okay, so my biggest pet peeve that I've said since the dawn of time is when you land and you're taxiing, you just landed in your plane and you're taxiing to the gate and the flight attendants come on and they go, beep, I'll cross for road trick or blah, blah, blah. And everyone like stands up and Jared and Monica from row 35 beeline it to the front. And listen, I am understanding that there's connecting flights and they pass up the lanes before them. Or there's people like in the rows and they try to deplane before the rows ahead of them. That, to me, is barbaric and so disrespectful for some reason. I'm like, wait your turn. Like, in Texas, landing in Houston on a flight, I would never experience that. Experience that. But if I'm going to Florida, if I'm going to D.C., or if I've gone to... It hasn't happened in California. People aren't really confrontational in California. It probably happened when I was in freaking Atlanta, too. People from the back are just like, be lining it to the front. It's like, stop. Also, another travel hack. Um, I make sure if I'm on a flight and the flight is over a couple hours, you know, like, you know, there's a rule, like, if it's over a certain amount of hours, they have to feed you. 
Um, I always make sure to like eat a big meal before I get on a plane. Some people don't like that idea, but I do. I also fill up my huge water bottle because flying dehydrates you so much. And I make sure to drink as much water as I can. With that said, I try to have an aisle seat because I have issues disrupting the other people in my aisle because I don't want to keep getting up because I have a bladder of a kitten. I had a situation and I've been wanting to tell this story because I will never do this again. Uh, I told it on my Instagram story probably like six to eight months ago. Um, I was flying to Dallas from San Diego to see my ex-boyfriend and I had drank a lot of water and I was in a row with two gentlemen and there was one on the outside and he was sleeping and there was one in the middle and he had his iPad set up. He was playing like Dungeons and Dragons or whatever the hell that is or Minecraft or something. He was like a 60 year old man. I'm sitting there in the aisle and I kind of, we're about to land and I was like, I got to pee. And they kind of did the thing of like, oh, we're landing in 20 minutes type thing. And so I kind of nudged the guy next to me and I was like, hey, um, I got to go pee. Like, can I go to the bathroom? He looks at me, looks at the guy next to him and then looks at the iPad and his whole setup. And he's like, yeah, like kind of hinting that like, oh, there's a lot of stuff like set up. Like, I don't really want to take all my stuff down so you can go pee. And me being passive I go oh okay like I I I can wait wrong Anne-Marie wrong because I almost ruptured my bladder so we end up like taking a little bit longer to land and we end up taxiing for 45 minutes by this time my bladder is distended I got a liter and a half of tinkle in there and I'm almost crying I was about to piss in the seat And I looked at this guy and I said, as soon as we land and they flick on the thing, I'm going to the bathroom. I have to go to the bathroom. And it was just one of those things I was like, I, if it's a long flight and I'm going to be drinking that agua, yo bebo agua, yo tomo agua, no, I have to be on an aisle. So if you're trying to stay hydrated because you get dehydrated when you fly, speaking of, I have my big thing of water right here. I got a new glass, um. Listen, ASMR. If you aren't watching ASMR, I don't want to tell you. If you're, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. Look it up if you don't know what it is because I'm not going to sit here and explain it because you're going to think I'm a weirdo. Are you the type of people that if you have like a hand sanitizer or like a lotion sitting around and you're like bored, you just keep spraying it on your hands? I always do that. Oh my gosh. I need to start just, like, telling y'all more about my personal life because I have, like, some really cute stuff that's going on. <laughs> Long story short, I have a friend who's trying to get me a job, and it's really cute. Anyways, I'll maybe share about it more on the pod. Let's round it out here. I, I write in my notes sometimes, like, random thoughts I have, and I kind of, oh, yeah, eat a big meal before a travel credit card, travel story about peeing and staying hydrated and how I didn't get up. Good. Okay. The last one I want to talk about is I used to have really bad travel anxiety, meaning flight anxiety, not travel anxiety, just flight. When I was in high school, I was going to do these little like prep clinics at University of Florida for their dance team. And I went with my mom from Houston to Orlando one time and it was the most traumatic flight of my life. And I think honestly, when you're with someone and they have anxiety, it can rub off on you easily. Like I was a good flyer through and through, but then I realized how like stressed my mom got and how then stressed it got me. 
And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Like, this is bad. And so since that point to probably, like, six months ago, I used to have serious, serious plain anxiety. And it was just, it was just really not the vibe. I'm going to be completely honest. Like, I would medicate. I one time took a Benadryl, and it, like, backfired and had, like, did not have the intended effects. I was I was anxious. I was crying. And it's not like the normal plane anxiety that other people usually have, like take off or landing. I didn't like being afloat. Like I didn't like being up in the air. And I have, I come from a family of flight attendants and pilots. Like my uncle Bruce is a international pilot, goes from Atlanta to South Africa to Japan like he is all on it and like I honestly could just talk to him about it but I just guess I don't and even if he was going to explain it to me during that time when I had that anxiety I probably wouldn't have been receptive the way I got over my plane anxiety is I just started to not give up I would just say to myself mantras of like the pilots want to get home safe Planes don't go down, Anne-Marie, just randomly from turbulence. And that's what would scare me was the turbulence. It wasn't even claustrophobia or, like, feeling of, like, impending doom or anything. It was just, like, I didn't like the feeling of turbulence and feeling like I was dropping in the air. Because when you really think about it, it's a metal tube barreling in space. It's pretty scary. So, yeah, really just with exposure therapy, doing it over and over again, these mantras I would tell myself. I honestly would listen to podcasts, too, that would talk you through the noises that the plane would make. And I always pick up on vibes. Like, if the flight attendants are chilling, pouring their Bloody Marys, then, yeah, like, it's fine. Also, I kind of justify, like, buying a nicer seat on the plane like business class or even first class, which I haven't flown first class. I don't know why I said that. But when I went go, went to Amsterdam, I did like buy the intermediate section and that really helped because I felt like I had more room to lay out. I had more like room to put myself. I didn't feel as cramped. So it helped with my anxiety a lot. So if you have the financial means, maybe upgrade your seat. Do a little bougie moment in the airplane. You know, join the, I don't know, not the mile high club. How do people even do the mile high club? Like, are y'all really out here having public sex like that? I'm going to be honest. My worst fear is having sex in public. Like, you know how some people have that kind of, like, kink of, like, they want to, like, be adventurous and like that? I had an ex like that, and I was not down. I was not like it. I would have not been okay with that. So I never did that. I mean... Doing it in the car is different than, like, doing it on a park bench. <laughs> I was asking someone, I was like, where's the funkiest place that you have fornicated? And I was trying to think of mine, and I don't know. This is a solo travel episode. This is not a, this is not that type of episode, you know? So, that's kind of, that's kind of, like, where I'm at with the flying, I'm, don't even like think about it anymore. I just get on the plane and go. I'm not a sleeper on a plane. Um, I I do stay awake, and if they have Wi-Fi, I am working on my my phone because it's a really good time for me to like get content together, rearrange some stuff, do some planning, journal, get my schedule straight. 
when I'm on the plane, always have a cord, always have my AirPods, always have hand sanitizer, always have lotion, always have ibuprofen, always have whatever I need. I stay prepared. I just listen, get a little baggie, get a little baggie and just put all your little thingies in there, your little quick grabs and put it under the seat. I'll do my makeup on the plane. I'm not above that at all. Um, but yeah, be kind when you travel. Don't, don't, don't be a ball of nerves, stressed and taking it out on people. Also, don't take it out on the people on the plane. Just be chill. Pop a Xanax if you're prescribed. I'm not endorsing doing that, but if you need to, do what you got to do. I've never taken, taken a Xanax. I've never needed it. I'm very chill girl vibes. But yeah, that was really my uh, my little solo tips. You can't be afraid every time you get out there and put your, you know, do something adventurous or do something scary or when you get to a new place, you just got to go for it. Do research. There are so many resources. If you're going to Cape Town, South Africa, if you're going to London, if you're going to freaking Dallas, Texas, if you're going to Charleston, get on TikTok, get on YouTube. There are so many tours that will show you the things to do and things not to do and where to stay and where not to stay. There's so much information out there. You got it. Be strong. Get those notches in your belt. Get those stamps on your passport. Spend your money on experiences, not things. And just go for it. Send it. Full send. And I mean, listen, if not now, when? When are you going to take that trip? You can't wait your whole life. All right, y'all. I'm checking out of this episode. It's Monday morning. And um, we're kicking ass and shaking ass. I literally got off the plane yesterday and immediately did like this intense hike. And I'm actually really proud of myself for doing that. I love you guys. Thank you for all the feedback. Thank you for all the good positive energy that y'all been putting out for me. And just riding really hard for me. That sounded sexual. All right. If you guys like me, if you guys like where we're going with Dose of AM Pod, I have big, big plans for this podcast. I don't want to say it yet, but I just have some cool things that have been circulating in my mind that I really want to get out there. And I'm just super, super excited to have it launch and all these things. You're golden. You're beautiful. I will catch you next time on your next dose of AM. I hope you liked it. I hope it was sweet. I hope it was spicy. Give us a five-star review if you like me and you like this podcast. Follow me at am.mariemm from your personal account and dose of AM pod for this podcast. I will check in with y'all next week. Mahalo. Love, love, love. Bye.